Hello, my friends. Happy February. I'm actually really excited about this month because I have made it a month of guests on the podcast. So we have a lineup of some incredible guests to help share their expertise with you in the realm of wellness and women of wellness. And I'm so excited to share those interviews with you. Today, first up, I have my good friend Joelle. We are having a lovely conversation about how to get refocused when you get off track. And a lot of times, you know, the January excitement starts to fade a little bit through February. And we really wanted to have a conversation about what it looks like to essentially keep yourself on track even if you feel like you've gotten off or if you feel like you're having a hard time staying consistent or maybe your goals have fizzled out or you just, you really like struggle getting refocused and back quote on track. And we talk a little bit about what that means in episodes. So I am ready for you to dive in and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the woman of wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, It's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Hello, friends and new friends. This is a really special podcast episode today because it is a dual podcast. We have two hosts, one chat, and you guys are going to be in on it. So I'm going to introduce myself and then Elizabeth is going to introduce herself. So whether you came in from my podcast or hers, you're going to get to know both of us because if you like my podcast or you like her podcast, you're going to like being a part of this collective group because I know Elizabeth, I follow Elizabeth, and I just absolutely love her stuff. So Elizabeth, why don't you start first? Oh, okay. Let's jump right in. Well, I'm Elizabeth. I am a women's health and wellness coach who specializes in helping women heal their relationship with food, their relationship with their body, and um, step into habits that support the healthy lifestyle that they want to live. So one of the things that I'm so passionate about is helping women find peace in their bodies and with their relationship with health and wellness and what that looks like. So I'm really excited to be here today 
talking about a conversation and you're probably going to introduce it a little bit more, but a conversation about what do we do when we, you know, like kind of get off track and, and, and you and I both have a lot of expertise in this area. So I'm really excited to have this kind of fun, unique conversational episode. Yeah. Yeah. So ladies, if you're listening in and you've just got like kids in the background or you're driving, just know this is a really lighthearted episode. We are here for that element of support. You are going to get tips. You're going to get some insight to how we operate and what we teach and coach and train on. Um, but I'm Joelle Cease. I am the host of the Feminine Fitness Podcast. I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade now. I am a certified nutritionist. I went to school for dietetics. Health and fitness has just always been a passion of mine. And prior to having kids, I did the typical like workout, spend more hours in the gym and always maintain a certain type of physique. I was in the bodybuilding bikini competing world for a short bout, but then I had kids and especially after my second child, the typical like workout more, eat less to see results wasn't working for me. And so it really started my exploration of how to work with my body, how to have a healthy balanced uh, mindset and, and relationship with working out and eating healthy, not just always dieting and dieting, dieting, more cardio, more cardio, more cardio. And that brought me to what I teach now, which is syncing our workouts, fitness and nutrition with our cycle. So just very well-rounded um, ladies listening in and Elizabeth and I, so this is going to be really fun. Um, anything you want to say about yourself before we kind of get into the topic? I mean, we're moms and I live in Minnesota. It is so cold here today. It's like negative 30. I saw a middle school middle school boy outside at the bus stop today wearing a hoodie and jeans. And I was just like, oh gosh, they get crazier as they get older. I've got a three and five-year-old right now. So it's just a crazy time of life, but really, really fun. Yes. You know, I... I can relate to that. You can never force your kids to wear certain clothes if, even if you want to. So yes, I, um, I don't think I shared my podcast. I have the woman of wellness podcast. Um, so this is kind of fun to be doing this together. Um, and yes, I am also in the littles stage of life. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, six-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl. Um, oh, and so they're they, like the same ages. Cool. Yes. Yes. And they keep me super busy and tired and <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to a friend the other day and I was just for a long time, I was kind of like wishing out of that stage of life because it feels overwhelming and it's, it takes a lot away from your ability to take care of yourself. And I think it's really important to kind of bring that up. I always have to bring up like my story. You have to, like you have to go on this tangent. You have <laughs> yeah. to go there. Yeah. But like, um, I really think it, it's, it's important to identify that like whatever stage of life we're in, that we can find joy in it and we can thrive in that stage. And so there's going to be stages of life where we have a little bit more time to ourselves, or a little bit less time to ourselves, and knowing that we can still thrive in our wellness in all of those stages, instead of having to wish it away, we can say, okay, what can I do right now that supports my body is huge. And when I step into that, that's when I step into like that intuitive idea of like what a woman of wellness means to me and how I can show up in my best way in my best season. And I have women who have kids in school all day and they're navigating a new season of life, you know, of like, I've got time to myself. And so I think, um, 
anyway, that was just kind of like me throwing in that I've been working a lot more on just appreciating my season and knowing that it's, it will always be changing and I can, I can do what I can in that season. Yeah. We can roll that into our topic beautifully. And we wanted to talk to you guys and just have a wonderful conversation about really refocusing when you've gotten off track with your health and fitness goals, or really recentering, realigning to continue to move forward in a health, in your health and fitness goals and your wellness goals that works with your lifestyle. So you stick to it. Right. And that would be one of the first things we can roll right into is does it match your season of life? Does it make sense for you to get up and do your workouts super, super early in the morning when you've been waking up multiple times in the night with a newborn or toddlers that are teething? My answer probably when I had my firstborn would be like, yeah, get it done, do whatever it takes. But my advice now is like, no, prioritize sleep. If an hour at the gym, right in, in this season of your life, feels like a wonderful outing and it fits into your rhythm and your routine and your schedule. Great. But if you only have 20 minutes for movement and that's, what's realistic for the season that you're in right now, then that is a okay. If it doesn't make sense for you to make all separate meals for yourself and for your family in the season of life that you are in, then you need to navigate a different way of doing things in order for you to continually be on track with your health and fitness goals. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, it really is, like you said, one of the things that I probably want to bring in here is like, what is our definition of off track and on track, right? Like this might really be a good discussion to say, okay, how do I define on track? And, and does that look like all or nothing? So I really want to bring that idea in because I, I think we're titling this episode, like how to refocus when you get off track. And I think it's really important to identify what does off track look like versus maybe, um, kind of doing things differently or changing. I talked to, I have a group of women in my food freedom program. I teach about food freedom. And one of the things that I teach is just because you have food freedom doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect at food. It doesn't mean that you're never going to overeat or like not honor your hunger and fullness or have an emotional moment. But what it does mean and what freedom means is that you are able to realign quicker. And so when we're starting this discussion with um, getting off track, quote off track, um, I really think it's important to say, instead of me looking at it as this off track spiral down, I'm out of control. What if I instead said, okay, I got off track. What does that mean for me? That just means I'm what's the word unaligned, not aligned. And what would it look like for me to step into the idea of realigning? And that comes in with the discussion that we're having about seasons of life, Maybe I need to realign with some of my priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And even as you're talking and giving the ladies some like tacticalness in really thinking about this evaluation of what is off track for me in the past, it probably would have been very behavioral. Like what I'm off track because 
I ate this thing, or I've missed this amount of workouts this week or whatever it is. Probably my mindset would have gone. And maybe some of you ladies listening, that mindset is like, when you do something, you're letting that define when you're off track and really having that awareness of feeling off track or something's not right. Isn't necessarily a bad thing because you can then resettle into yourself and set a North star again, because now when I, when I look at it and if I'm like even writing down, you know, I'm off track because I went out to date night with my husband and we ordered not just appetizers, not just cocktails, but dessert too. And a main course and blah, 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 blah. But then I really can have that self-talk of like, that's so silly. That's so silly to have behavioral things dictate it. And now I would definitely say when I know I'm personally off track because it's a collective experience. It's not that a health and fitness professional isn't going to have times where they're more focused and they're more lax. Like that's the, that yin yang in life is actually a good thing. It's what keeps us sane. It what keeps us kind of like course correcting and guiding every step of the way. Right. Because too much of a good thing isn't necessarily a good thing. But now for me, when I'm, really feeling off track for me, it's feeling, it's like, I'm feeling low energy. I'm feeling really cranky. Maybe I'm noticing I'm not sleeping very well. Maybe I'm noticing I'm I'm not wanting to do my workouts because, because maybe I'm not doing workouts I enjoy. So that type of self-reflection of a feeling of being off track actually serves me in a good way because I can say, well, if I don't like these, this style of training or this style of workouts or this time of day when I'm doing this, because it's not working for the season of life I'm in, I can use that as a tool for, for good to course correct. Right. Yeah. And the, the term off track could really be used on a continuum. I mean, off track could be a moment in time or it could be a few months of time, right? And, and our perspective is what creates that definition, right? The perspective that we have, I've been off track for three months or I got off track with dinner tonight, right? Everybody's going to be a little bit different in that arena, arena. but I think the important thing is to identify you have a choice. So at some point, there is an off track point in time where you've decided that you're off track. And I teach this in my programs. You have a choice. You're at a baseline and you have a choice to either spiral down and stay quote off track, right? Continue your off track behaviors. I'm going to eat all the cookies. I've screwed up anyway. Like we spiral out of control or remember we're starting from baseline here. You can spiral up and it's Mm -hmm. a choice and you can say, okay, I feel off track, whether it's been three months or one meal, (laughs) whatever definition you want to then spiral up and say, okay, what do I need to do to feel like I'm on track? Or I think a better word might be aligned with the vision of the woman of wellness that I want to become. What does it look like for me to continue to spiral up? And you brought in behaviors, right? You brought in actions to say, okay, I'm off track because this isn't fitting. This isn't fitting, but I'm going to choose to spiral up and say, okay, I'm going to do it in the afternoon instead because I'm really tired in the mornings, or I'm going to, um, you know, be a little bit better about meal planning or something to choose to spiral up. So I think the, the thing that we're getting at really is when we're getting off track, 
from that point of like you identifying that you're off track, you have a choice to then do something about it. Yeah. That was so good. I'm so glad you explained all of that in that way because it really did click and make sense. So I'm hoping for all of you ladies, it clicked and made sense too, because really another thing where you could roll with this proactively is looking at like why and what obstacles continually seem to throw you quote unquote off track and really looking at things in the past with that proactive, um, that proactive mindset that we've been talking about and what Elizabeth shared on, okay, well, I've noticed this pattern in the past all the time. And maybe that's, oh, when a vacation happens or when a birthday happens or when holidays happen, I'm here to tell you, friend, that's always going to be a part of life. So now you can go at it with these questions that we've been talking about with, okay, well, how am I going to spiral up and get through those type of types of situations where I am going to be my best self. And that doesn't mean missing out. That doesn't mean deprivation because I give this example on my podcast all the time, Elizabeth, because my grandma is 91 and she's my favorite person in the whole entire world. And she still makes homemade donuts, like homemade donut donuts fried in lard is very Norwegian thing, but they're the best. And she's 91. And when she puts out a plate of donuts and I'm there visiting on a random Sunday, I know that those Sunday Sundays are going to be limited. And I know those donuts are going to be limited because not many of us have taken the time to perfect the donut making like grandma has. Right. But so when I do that activity, and I think of the various holidays and whatnot. And I think of those situations. I'm not even going to let my self-talk sabotage me to thinking that having grandma's donuts made me off track or deterred me in any way because it pours in to the woman of wellness that I want to be. And that is enjoying and cherishing moments. And yeah, sometimes that does include her special thing that she makes that isn't going to always be there and isn't always around me all of the time, if that makes sense. And so ladies, like how, how many things come in front of you and you can pick that one situation, but instead of having it be like, okay, it was a situation continue to move forward. You do let it spiral. And I know when I'm coaching clients for nutrition coaching one-on-one, they always start off with talking about that one instance. And it's like the grand, oh, well, I went to my grandma's and I had donuts with her because I just can't say no to that. And then it led to this and then it led to this and then it led to this, which yeah, over multiple, uh, multiple situations like that leads to not feeling very good, maybe stomach bloating, low energy, you know, you're just not feeling very proud of yourself because you set something out that you wanted to do or accomplish or achieve, whether that's food freedom or particular wellness goals and you're not showing up for yourself how you wanted to be. But instead, ladies, I want you to take that mindset of when that situation happens, there's no spin, there's no sabotage. You just take what Elizabeth talked about and spiral up. Think, how can I spiral up from this moment or this situation or this holiday? Because it's really the slips that turn into spirals, I think 
oftentimes that leads women to feeling off track. It's not just one thing. Yeah. And I, I have a question for you. I hope, I hope you give me the right answer. I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Quiz time. But- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'd be willing to bet you don't think much about the donut. Like you just eat it and you enjoy it and you don't, it doesn't register that this is like a wrong thing or a bad thing or even an off track thing. Would you right. say? I 100%, but I will cut caveat because I can relate to the women that have had that happen. Like when I was postpartum with my second and not just like newly postpartum, but like 18 months. And I was trying so hard to hit the number on the scale, which you guys, Elizabeth, this is a shameless plug for you. Elizabeth has podcast episode about B it's like titled heaviest weight. I don't know if I've ever been. Yes. Yeah. Heaviest I've ever been is such a good podcast episode because I was so wrapped up in that number that I would, I would avoid going to grandma's because I was like, grandma's going to set out donuts. And I don't know how to handle that. Like I want to hit that weight loss goal. So then probably me a year, two years ago, let's say me two years ago would have been like, yeah, I am. I do feel guilt and shame about it, but because I'm surrounding myself with a lot of people like you teaching food freedom that I'm like, no, it goes with the quality of life that I want overall. So I can kind of relate to both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just looked it up. It's episode 47 on my podcast. If anyone wants to watch, cause that is like one of the most popular episodes I've ever done because it's real. And that's mm-hmm. what I actually, I'm glad that you brought that caveat in because it's a real feeling. It's a real feeling to feel anxious around food and to be nervous and feel like you're trying so hard to work towards something and like one thing could derail you. And so I wanted to ask that question because I wanted I wanted women to like step into that feeling of knowing that it is possible to have a fulfilled, neutral approach to food where you know that like you can enjoy food without ever, without having those feelings of on track versus on off track. And a lot of times, like we allow, like I talked about, you know, it could be one moment in time or it could be long-term. We allow one food item to, um, define us being off track. And I wanted to kind of ask you that question because as you've worked through this and you've worked on your own spiraling up and all of that, it, it shows and it demonstrates that you can still live a happy relationship in your body while also having balance with food and not constantly needing to worry about it, right? Should I eat one? Should I eat two? How am I going to avoid it altogether? Because I can't eat it. And when we start, one of the things I teach in food freedom is like when we start to allow all foods, like mentally and kind of physically, we talk more mentally, like allowing foods into your life, it becomes less of like a pull. And so then we're less likely to define ourselves in this stage of off track or on track, right? I feel like you're probably in a place of like fulfillment and happy and you're setting goals and you're working toward things. Um, but you know, like your days aren't defined by off track or on track. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. And so you like my friends listening, 
Yeah, I hope you were ready for this type of episode because I feel like when you click on this type of episode, you think you're going to be getting tips like drink more water and eat this type of food because that's going to help you get back on track. But when Elizabeth and I were talking about this, I was like, no, I know that we need to bring you ladies in with because it's February. Some of you set those health and fitness goals after the holidays. And I saw a really great um, visual post about food and nutrition. I, I will try to link it up somewhere for you guys to see, but it was like, if your holidays or if your December looked like this, and it was a bunch of food emojis with like cookies and cakes and alcohol and all this kind of stuff. And you plan for January to look like this. And it was all like salads and vegetables and all kinds of like that type of food emoji. Then it was like, then you should know that your February is going to look like this. And it was like a bunch of deep fried, like all like pizza and lots of junk food emojis. They were just explaining it via emojis, but they said, but instead try to make your January look more like this. And it was just a well-roundedness of nourishing foods paired with those like pleasurable foods that we all like to enjoy. And when you could visually see it in moderation of like, oh, there's eggs and a salad and like tacos and then a smoothie type of thing. And then you see how it just well rounds out that that is what I hope you guys are thinking about for the month of February is it's not about having this like perfect scorecard with what you eat or what you're doing or how you're spending your time or how much water you drink. It's really about looking at it from the standpoint of this is life. And all, I believe all of those things that you love food wise should be included, but you also do want to eat healthy, nourish, nourishing, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, lots of lean protein, because your body's going to feel good. And it's going to operate in a way where if you feel good and you have energy, you're more likely going to be in a better mood. And when you're in a better mood and have more energy, think about, you think about the days when you as a mom feel good and you have high energy, how do you treat tantrums? Like how do you respond to stress in your life? How do you interact with your significant other? And all of that stems from the things that we're doing to become how we feel and how we show up. Right. So even though some of you may have been wanting tips, like drink this type of tea and have all the water and all that stuff. And we came here with just some like truth bombs. We took you to church today. I hope you still like really, really loved this episode. Was there anything you wanted to bring up before we wrap up Elizabeth? Yeah. Well, if there's anything anyone needs to know about me, I'm not the tip girl. (laughs) I, I like avoid tips and I also don't tell you what to do, but I help you discover it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really powerful. And one thing that I wanted to bring in, um, really quickly is how many, this is a, this is a heart conversation here. How many of you out there are living in perpetual weight loss mode? Because when we're living in constant weight loss mode, we have blinders on, right? We, we are in a a place of like, I have to be perfect all the time. And this is obviously for another podcast or whatever we could talk about this. I think I talked a little bit about it in my food freedom program, but like, um, when we want to step into intentional change, we, we don't need to live there. 
we need to choose to step into intentional change for kind of a time frame where we may push a little bit harder. We may stay on track a little bit more. Um, what's the word like higher percentage? That's the only one, like more aligned, right? But there's so much, I think there's so much out there where we're living in this perpetual weight loss mode. And that's why when you brought in the emojis, I was just thinking a lot about that is we're always trying to pursue this one goal. But what if you set a baseline of like, I'm pursuing taking care of my body. And when I'm ready, I will step into a phase of weight loss. And so the thing that I always say, and this is like, like, this is everything. The key to successful, long lasting body change, whatever you want that to look like is your ability to thrive in maintenance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I call it, I call it stay and celebrate. Stay and celebrate. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's what I call it. Cause I have a client who's working on um, a big 60 pound weight loss goal and we got to a 15 pound weight loss because her weight, she described like it is impacting her, her day to day. And so she's like, I know you, she even said to me, she's like, I know you don't like talking about weight loss, but it's something I want to do to like live a better quality of life. And I was like, let's do this. And so she dropped 15 pounds and I was like, okay, we're going to stay here and celebrate, celebrate this. Like your job is to maintain this. And she was like, what, like, what, why would I do that? And I was like, not just from the standpoint of mentally, but your body, your BMR takes that time to have a new set point. You know, there's like science behind it too, not just mentally, but with what your body is doing biologically, when you are saying, this is, this is my new spot to be at, but yeah, we can make a, should we come back and, (laughs) and talk about this topic, you guys about stopping the spy or stopping the spiral or the perpetual zone of, I always need to lose weight. I always need to drop pounds. Do you guys want us to do podcasts together? Come over to our DMS and let us know. Cause yeah. that would be super fun topic. Yeah. And the thing that I want everyone to know too, is like weight loss is not a, it's not a bad or a good thing. It's just, it's okay. If it's your goal. And, and I think sometimes people are like, Oh, it's a bad thing. I should just love who I am at this point. But like the reality is like, it's okay. Sometimes it does support your lifestyle, right? Body changes is a, is a fine goal. If it's a goal for you and it aligns with your values and the way that you want to show up for your life. And so I just, I I want everyone to know, like we can still step into, I don't know, this is kind of on a tangent, but like we can still step into love in our bodies. And when we do that, then we can change from a place of love, Mm -hmm. right. Versus a place of shame. I love how you said that just a few minutes, a few minutes ago about really getting into the relationship and defining the woman of wellness that you want to be, and then going into a season of weight loss that I think was super empower, super powerful that we kind of skimmed over because you're right. Like when you do establish that foundation, your reasons why you really mentally prepare yourself for it. And you understand that it's deeper than surface level things, you then can go into that type of season knowing that's the season it's going to be right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I think, I I guess for me, like the, the perfect, like wrapping of the present for this episode is, is reminding women that 
they get to, they get to choose the outcome, right? They get to choose the approach and you were bombarded with do it this way, do it that way. But at the end of the day, remind yourself that you are capable of meeting the needs of your own body Mm -hmm. and it just requires some listening. So when you feel that off track feeling, right, when that starts to creep in, just pause for one minute and say, where is this coming from? And how can I realign? Like, what do I need to do to feel like I am again, quote on track to, to realign with the way that I want to show up. And then it will, it will be so much easier and natural because it's aligned with your values and the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah. Oh, preach, preach. That was so good. This is so fun. I want to recap just a little bit for those of you who are like, okay, wait, what? Like if I'm feeling (laughs) off track, we just went through all these things, but wait, what? So the first thing we really talked about was does this, does your approach or did your approach that you were trying to do match the season that you were in? And the next thing we really kind of went into was defining what off track really means and what off track looks like. And then once you've come to that definition and that understanding, really noticing maybe some areas that have been obstacles or challenges or things that have caused you to spiral down of being off track and moving away from the woman of wellness that you want to be. But instead, what can you do to spiral up from here? That was such such good tips. That's kind of my little recap of all of the things that we talked about. So if you are feeling like I am off track with my wellness goals and taking care of myself in this way, and instead of focusing on something that is rigid and not right for your season of life, you will use these steps and come to defining tactical things when you're the one making the rules, you'll, you'll define those tactical things on what's best for you in the season that you're in based on where you're at in your life, your relationship with food and, and all of that. So this was so fun. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for collaborating with me. You guys make sure you subscribe to a woman of wellness podcast. I will link all of that below for those of you coming over from Elizabeth's show, come subscribe to feminine fitness. If you love either of our podcasts already, you are going to love just kind of what we teach is different from each other but we complement each other very well. And I truly believe as women, the more that we can connect and get involved with each other's communities, the more like you're going to find something that works for you. Maybe what I teach in a certain way doesn't necessarily work for you or what you need. And maybe Elizabeth has that and vice versa. And the ultimate goal is really to support you ladies and to encourage you to live a like truly vibrant lifestyle with yes, health and fitness involved in all of that. But as you heard today, we're not just about like eat your vegetables and do your workout. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we love our vegetables, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, it's funny that you bring that up because I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell my audience that cycle syncing is one of your things. And it's been interesting because I have been in like 
ovulatory phase the last little bit. And I've like been craving salads and veggies. Like it's just been, it's just been fun to like, <laughs> you said, you said that like, sometimes we like vegetables and literally the words that almost came out of my mouth was like, yeah, I'm follicular and ovulation. We like our vegetables. <laughs> exactly. it, it literally almost came out of my mouth that like, that's how in tune with cycle syncing and fitness and nutrition and all of that is. And, um, yeah. That would so be a fun. cool episode to do one time too together. Yeah. And um, I wanted to say one thing before we sign off really quick, because I love what you brought up was that like, that's the best thing about this community is, is that we have, we build these relationships. And one of the things that I tell women that like come in and they're asking questions, as I say, if I can't support you in the way you need, I will help you find that support. And I think you probably agree that both yeah. of us are in that place where we just want to make sure that you go the right place. Like I'm not the hormone expert, but I've got hormone experts in my life that I can send people to, you know? So like just, and cycle thinking and all of that, like I'm learning for myself, but it's not my area of expertise. And so, um, we are here to support. So get in our DMS on Instagram or, um, whatever, and we can help you guide you to where you need to go to help in the specific area. That's what we're trained in is to help make sure that you get the help that you need, whether it's through us or through someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening today, ladies. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.